Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Right Wing Vegan Podcast. I'm Scott, and I'm your host today, and I have to tell you, <sighs> this is probably going to be a controversial episode. I would say yesterday's was a pretty controversial episode. I will apologize for yesterday's episode because I do feel like I rambled. Now, why did I ramble? Well, because my thoughts were so scattered after Election Day, and I've had many people... Many people reach out and tell me that I'm overreacting, that I'm being paranoid, that I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I don't think that's true. I, I, I think I'm, I'm aware of what's going on. I think I'm engaged, right? Because I want, I want this to, to work out. And I think I'm concerned. So I'm aware, engaged, and concerned, which quite frankly is what every citizen should should be. Most of us aren't. And I, you know, a lot of people are like, man, a lot of a lot of people who are on the right with me, who I've engaged with um, as we fight this this battle that we're in, have said, oh, you know, I wish. I wish I was like a normie. I wish I was one of those people who could just go on with my life and not care about this. But no, you don't. You don't wish that. You don't want to be one of these people who are easily manipulated. You really don't. Take solace in the fact that you are awake enough to be concerned when our democracy, when our when our republic, our democratic republic, that's important. I almost said democracy, but it is kind of our democracy. It's our democratic republic is at stake. And and I think that's that's what's going on. This 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 fight this that we're engaged in right now is not a fight created over conspiracy theories. No, many of us are just awake to what's going on. We're not blind. And we have to fight for this country that we love. Some of us just choose submission. Many of us are choosing submission. I know that because many of them are the ones who are calling me a conspiracy theorist. Well, how are you a conspiracy theorist when you're reacting to evidence? I'm reacting to evidence, okay? Again, I've said this, and I mean this. If Biden won on election night, and it was a blowout, okay. Okay. I think most of us on the right would be disappointed very much, but we would accept that result. But what we're seeing, what evidence is being provided to us in, in the... In the Okay, in in photographic evidence, you know, photographs and video and some very questionable questionable behavior. Uh, you know what what is that going to make us think when numbers come in and they they they, they just don't look good on their face? They don't, they don't seem realistic. How is that gonna How is that gonna be? How is that How is that gonna gonna make me think? So, I say that. Also to say that neither side should be opposed to an audit. I feel like the left is opposed to an audit. That makes me question their intentions. You know, we want every legal vote to count. That's important. The word legal is very important here. We want every legal vote to count. No one disagrees with that. The left keeps taking the word legal out. I wonder why that is. That's the narrative the DNC is pushing, by the way. They're pushing this to all their operatives. They're pushing this to other politicians. You're going to hear it a million times. If you watch CNN and MSNBC, you're going to hear it every 10 minutes. Every vote counts. Every vote should count. This election is not over until every vote counts. Again, they're wordsmiths. They're very good at this. They're very good at saying things that you can't 
refute. Black Lives Matter. I can't refute that. Of course Black Lives Matter. Every vote should count. We can't refute that. Every legal vote should count. No one disagrees with that. But if you vote illegally, it shouldn't count. If you vote after election day, it shouldn't count. We are guaranteed an election day. There is a day set by the founders for election day. Not election week. Not election month. Not election year. An election day. But we're, we're, we're violating that for, for reasons? For COVID? COVID's funny. We're going to talk about COVID in a minute. So I want to bring up five points. Five points to, on today's show. And these are important things. Some of them might get missed in all of this. So I want I want to make sure that we keep we keep ourselves aware as we watch these tallies come in. And I apologize if I sound a little congested. My allergies are acting up. See, I live in the middle of nowhere. I live in farm farmland, okay? And they're farming, and it's just really wrecking my allergies. But you know what? I will take that. I will take wrecked allergies over burnt burning down cities any day of the week okay i still made the right choice moving out here point number one thanks for joining by the way but point number one how did we get here why are we so divided in this country this is something we can't lose sight of, okay? We are more divided than we've ever been. 2020 has proven that. If you ask me, the last four years have proven that. The last 10 years have proven that. But we are more and more divided, and there is no end to that division in sight. We continue to pull further and further apart from one another. So, in the interest of reflection, and in the interest of trying to improve relations with the other side, I would ask that we all take a step back when this is all over. I don't think this is possible. And we ask ourselves, how did we get here? You have a family. You live in a house, many of you. You, you manage a budget. You have a wife or a husband. You, you live your life. I live my life. We all shop at the same stores. We... We buy the same clothing, we watch the same movies, we enjoy the same sports. How did we get so divided? Well, I'm going to spend the next four years examining that, of course, on this show. And we're going to see, and I'm going to take action. See, if this election has done anything, it has reinvigorated me. And I should have been reinvigorated a long time ago, but I, and I was, I was, I was involved. But now I'm going to be even more involved. So, how did we get where we are? Well, the media, that's a big thats a big reason, right? We know that the media plays with narratives. They don't report news anymore. That's a thing of the past. You get your news from Twitter. And I mean that. Until they, they shut it down. But right now, you can get your news from Twitter. Some news. They do censor some. CNN and MSNBC and Fox News, and they are no longer news. The mainstream media is now wings. They're operatives. They're activists. They push narratives, not news. You know how I can tell? You watch MSNBC and you watch CNN. They'll report on something the same exact way. When you go on their websites, the wording of their headlines is almost identical. And that's how I know they're getting talking points. These are competitors. 
but they're speaking the same language. And that's because they're getting talking points and they're feeding talking points to you. Here's, here's a great example. CNN has spent the last year talking about COVID, 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 every five minutes, COVID, COVID this, COVID that. Well, I got a, I looked at CNN, I turned on CNN this morning and you know what I didn't see? The COVID death tally. It was gone. Now, wait a second. That's been up for the past several months. And now all of a sudden on CNN, it's, it, it's gone. Well, why? Why? Why, why is that gone? Uh, this was such a big deal for CNN for, for several months. And now, now it's gone. Why, why is that? Examine the way these news agencies cover the protests. All right. I'm calling it protests uh, out of courtesy, but but l- let's take a look at the riots that happened over the summer and continue to happen, by the way. You see, all right, cities on fire, buildings burning down, people looting, people looting. And CNN and MSNBC, no joke. And the New York Times and many, many, many other mainstream media sites report that as peaceful protest. Last night, a group of Trump supporters were out protesting at an election site, a ballot counting site, and the media worded them as angry demonstrators carrying loaded weapons. You see the word choice there? That's what's important there. Because Americans don't read stories. We only read headlines. There's statistics to back that up. So when you see those two headlines, they're painting a picture for you. They want you to look at this story through a lens. And the headline has provided you with the lens to look through. On the one hand, you have mostly peaceful protesters. On the other hand, you have angry demonstrators. You see how they do that. The angry demonstrators, by the way, did not burn any buildings down. They did not loot. They didn't steal TVs. They didn't hurt anybody. The peaceful protesters have cost us billions of dollars. That's just facts. These are facts. And this is how it's being reported. I I ask us, I ask I ask people, do you just take comfort in not knowing the truth? Is that why you're so willfully manipulated? Because you just take comfort in not knowing? Because I see that, and what I see when I see that is an attempt to manipulate me. I see that for what it is. I read that headline. And those key words, angry and demonstrator versus peaceful and protester. Those words mean manipulation. And I'm the type of human being where if I feel like I'm being manipulated, I get angry about that. I don't want to be manipulated. I want to be provided information and then I want to make a decision myself. I don't want to be influenced. Now, I understand I have bias. This is a difference between me and some of my friends. I understand and accept that I have bias. My left-leaning friends do not accept that. They do not believe they are biased. 
They I, legitimately, they do not. They feel like they are independent thinkers, but they're not. You can't see something clearly if you don't accept your biases going in. You you have to know your lens, your natural lens, the way that you naturally look at things, and you have to accept that before you read a story. You also have to know where you're getting that information from. If I go to Daily Wire, I know that when I read a story, I am getting a conservative take on that story. They don't hide that, though. They, they openly say, we are a conservative organization. You have to accept that when you go to CNN, you are getting a story from a biased lens. They are not objective. And I think that when you open your eyes to that, I think when you when you when you open your eyes to the idea that this is bias. What I'm what I'm seeing is biased. You'll start to realize how much of that exists. And then, then you'll, you'll start to ask questions and that's healthy. You should ask questions. The people who are dismissing, you know, people who are reacting to the evidence that they're seeing as conspiracy theorists, that is sad because you should want a fair and free election. The keyword being fair. There's no one on this, this, in this country who should be opposed to an audit. We should audit all these votes and every side should agree. And that could hurt Trump. So I'm saying that as a Trump supporter, accepting my biases, but understanding that is what's fair. We need to audit these ballots and make sure that we are getting a fair election. We need to, listen, we need to reestablish faith in our systems. And the only way that we can do that is oversight. We need oversight on this process so that we can get faith back so that we can come together as a country. Joe Biden should be all for this. If he really wants to unify Americans, there is no excuse for this. This is way different than 2016. In 2016, we knew the results of the election on election night. In 2020, we don't. We don't. We are still waiting. And we're getting reports that these states are taking days off for administration work. What? That newswire just came in. Pennsylvania is taking a day off of counting ballots for administration work. If that's true, that is abhorrent. And we should demand, demand that they continue to count these ballots. I'm sorry, but we need to know. Now, point number two I want to make is that why has everything become so political? A free and fair election should not be political. This should be something that we as Americans, we who supposedly all have a unified value system and vision for what this country is and should be, we respect our constitution, we value our freedoms, we should demand a free and fair election. That should not be political. That is for all of us. But it is. The left is saying, no, 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 we just got to accept the results and the right is calling everything into question. Oversight. Oversight. 
oversight solves this problem. If we just audit these ballots and check on everything, if we investigate all of these instances, because we should, any evidence that comes up about voter fraud or intimidation or influence or any of that should be investigated. It has to be investigated because we need to trust our elections. Take the partisanship out. Take Trump out. Take Biden out. If if the same thing was happening, we would want, I, I personally, accepting my bias, but knowing I want to win fairly. Because I want our president to be an accurate reflection of the direction this country is going. And listen, the truth is, if Biden wins this race in four years, Republicans are taking back over. Because Biden is going to do such a poor job that there's going to be a rubber band effect. I believe that. So it's not the result that I'm so upset about. I mean, I'll be disappointed and I'm really fingers crossed that Arizona turns around for Trump and Pennsylvania because, again, I just think that that the four years we've had under Trump have been very prosperous for the United States of America. I also just, it's a message. It's a message, you see, to the mainstream media, to, 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 to Hollywood, to our institutions. It's a message and I really want that message to be sent. So, you know, take a look at Portland. Here's another example of what I'm talking about. In Portland, they spent all summer. All summer. And you know what? We've had riots and looting in Portland. And they never called in the National Guard. They didn't want the National Guard. Matter of fact, they criticized Trump for wanting to send in the National Guard. You remember that? However, now that the election is underway and through, Portland is bringing in the National Guard. Why didn't you bring in the National Guard over the summer? Your city was on fire. People were were hurting other people. There, there, there were people who were murdered. If you remember that, that Trump supporter was murdered. He was hunted and, and killed. And now they're bringing in the National Guard. Why? Because everything is political. Now that the election's over, we can go ahead and clean up our city and, you know what, give the people safety. That is abhorrent. The governor of Oregon, take note of her name. I don't know it right off the top of my head. I should look it up, but uh, but figure out who she is and vote her out. That's the other thing. We need to come together and we need to realize that bad leadership We have elected bad leaders who would rather win battles and win fights than than provide guidance, leadership, and, and resources to their people. How about the COVID stimulus? Why have we not gotten another COVID stimulus bill? Because everything is political. I don't know. That's that's one thing we need to do. We need to take politics out of some things and we need to get these leaders who we've put in office who would rather politicize things, who would rather divide this country. We need to get them out. It just so happens that many of them do have a D by their name, but I'm not only talking about the Democrats. If Republicans are that way, we need to get them out too. We need to put people in office who are there to do good. I do believe these people exist. I do. I think these people run for office. I just don't think they have the system behind them. 
So it's really challenging for some of these people to win. So that's another thing. The third thing I want to bring up is why would we trust these results? We've been put in a position where we cannot trust these results. The news agencies have been in the bag for the Democrats. We know that. And we're just supposed to ignore countless pieces of evidence that we've seen online. We're just supposed to ignore that. I kind of mentioned this earlier. Also, big tech and their censorship, their one-sided censorship. What is that? Is anybody concerned about that? We should be. But that's another thing that leads us not to trust what we see. Russiagate. And then we find out there's nothing there. It's a nothing burger. Michael Flynn, they went after him. Now we find out that was targeted. They were trying to go after him. Impeachment, that ended up being just a political sham. Uh, Everybody's a racist and a sexist who disagrees with us. Uh, You know, all of that leads us to think Marxism. You know, the Democrats have been pushing socialism and Marxism. Why would we trust them? And why would we trust the institutions that we know are on their side? Why should we? Well, the question is, we shouldn't. We shouldn't trust them. We should. It is perfectly logical and sane for you to question people who have lied to you for four years. It's the boy who cried wolf. You've lied to us so many times that now I don't believe anything you say or anything you show me. And that includes these pollsters. We should never trust polling data again. It was wrong, big time. Susan Collins is a great example of that. There were polls that says she was 12 points down going into election day, and she ends up winning her election. Her opponent concedes. 12 points? That's a huge failure on polling. Huge. So why would we ever trust polls again? The problem is we can't trust anything. Anything. And that's not you being a conspiracy theorist. That is you reading what you've seen over the last four years and making a logical determination that you cannot trust anything. So the fight continues, and the fight will continue, and the fight should continue, quite frankly, because we want fair elections. Donald Trump should challenge it. It's his right. He should. If Joe Biden wants to challenge it, he should. They should take every legal option they can so that we can prove that the system works. That's what we need. We need that proof. So we need these legal challenges because we need faith in our systems. Otherwise, we're going to, civil war's coming. It is. Lest you not forget, civil war started not because of slavery that is that is kind of a myth states rights a conflicted election the south didn't want to accept the results and there you go and that's kind of where we're at now so the fight continues and it should and we will follow it on this show Kelly and I will be back tomorrow to talk about it. There is a silver lining. I want you to watch Tucker Carlson from last night. He did a monologue to open his show. It is fantastic. The silver lining is evil didn't win. They wanted the Senate, the House, and the presidency. And we it looks like we're going to hold the Senate. We gained seats in the House. Evil did not win. They want to do that because they want to upend our systems of government. They've said it out loud. This is not me being hyperbolic. They've said it out loud. Another note to take away, the minority vote. Latinos and African Americans, 18% of the African American vote so far. That's what Trump's got. 
That is good news. That means they are not going to be slaves to the Democrat Party anymore. They're going to be free thinking and, and they can make decisions. And that, that to see that, that is awesome. That is awesome. More free thought. That's what we need. There's no difference between an African-American and myself outside of, you know, biologically there is, sure, maybe. You know, we have different colors, skin colors. Outside of that, there's no difference between them and me. We are all Americans. The Latino vote for Trump is so encouraging. And you know why that is? Democrats are like, why, why, what happened? What ha- I can tell you exactly what happened. Latinos want a leader. They want somebody who speaks to their values. They don't want somebody who walks on stage and plays Despacito and then acts like, hey, I know, I know, hey, look at me. They want somebody who's actually going to take action and they saw that in Donald Trump. The final takeaway that I have before I let you guys go on this Thursday and start tracking more of the election nonsense is we have a mental health problem in this country. I know that because there are a lot of people who have been manipulated and taken advantage of and are out there burning stuff down and you have to be mentally able to do that. So we have a mental illness. We're going to talk more about that on this show. Maybe tomorrow we need help with that. Our leaders should be listening. Anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening very, very much. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Let's stick together, guys. We need to and let's keep the fight up. Let's encourage our president. Let's encourage his legal team and let's get this thing going. Thank you very much, everybody. I will see you guys tomorrow.